It's time for the No Shot Clock Podcast. We're talking the biggest stories in Illinois high school basketball. Hey, hey, y'all. Now, here are your hosts, Michael O'Brien of the Chicago Sun-Times and Joe Hendrickson of the City Suburban Boost Report. Welcome on in to No Shot Clock. We have got one of our, I guess, regular episodes that we do every year, one of our features, the Stock Report. Joe and I are going to pick... We're going to do it a little differently this year. We'll get into that later. Um, but that's going to be kind of the feature in this episode. We've all, we got a very small mailbag because I didn't ask for questions. And we're going to do our two takes, as always, have a look at the week ahead and a look at the, the city tournament, which is coming up in a little bit. It was quite a weekend. Uh, did you enjoy your, your own shootout, Joe? Yeah, it turned out great. Nice crowds, good games. Um, probably one of the more... I think more talked about uh, when sides collide, you know, yeah. because of those teams and where they're ranked and who they had. And it's kind of really what's all about. And it kind of came to fruition. Yeah, it was great. Except for me, it could have been better. I, I, I didn't get to see a second of Notre Dame Simeon because I don't know, just the timing, you know, I had to write two pages of the newspaper and it had to be done then, and it just I couldn't get it done quick enough. And I, would, I was hoping to at least see the fourth quarter, <laughs> so that was disappointing. But anyway, it, it was yeah, super fun overall. I even enjoyed the first game, um, getting a look at Taj Gibson or Taj Gibson, Taj Gibson, <laughs> Taj Davis <laughs> was fun. Um, all right, so let's start out with this one question from Alexandre, who sent a question, even though I didn't ask for questions. So he's uh, two questions here. First one is, uh, he was wondering what Joe and I thought about Ronnie Fields as a high school player and prospect before the injury, and did Joe view him as a pro prospect? I'm one of the few people, Mike, that wasn't, don't get me wrong, I enjoyed watching him play and as exciting of a of a player in terms of just the electricity that he brought to the gym whenever he was playing. But I was one of the very few people that wasn't crazy about him. Uh, prospect-wise, now he's, he was a high major, and I'm just saying he was such a huge figure in high school basketball. But I just felt there were some real flaws, to be honest, uh, in his in his individual game. S- some of which could have very well worked out in time, and you know his his true skill level. Uh, but as a pro, I mean, before the injury, no, I still didn't. Uh, think that, but um, but you can't with his athleticism and what he had, you, you couldn't rule it out. But I just wasn't quite as crazy about Ronnie Fields as probably the majority of the people. Yeah, um, I mean he was he was incredibly exciting, super fun to watch. Um, some dunks I'll never forget. But yeah, he had definitely had his what I mean, shooting, ball handling, not mm-hmm. super for a guard. Right. Um, I mean, although he could get hot shooting, you know, he's one of those yep. types. Streaky, yes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, I agree. Um, second question: Who's the best player to come out of Morgan Park since Nick Irvin became coach? Huh. Namari Burnett. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Namari Burnett. Uh, probably, I mean, I guess it's Io. I mean, 
best prospect or best high school player? Yeah, it just says best player. I mean, best high school player, just true high school player, I'd probably go, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> the, the one season of Marcus Lovett was pretty I think it was Charlie Moore. Incredible. Uh, I was going to say Charlie Moore or Billy Garrett. Yeah. Boy, Billy Garrett had a heck of a career. So I was going to go Billy Garrett, Charlie Moore. I'll probably go Io as the best prospect. Io just battled that injury uh, a little towards the end of his career. You know, so, yeah, I'll I'll agree with you with Charlie as, as a high school player. Yeah. I mean, Josh Cunningham was a monster, too. Doesn't get talked about as much. Yeah. Billy just had... Billy Garrett just had this steady, unassuming, yeah. high quality career that that continued on in college. But um, both, you know, Garrett and Charlie both were probably the two best high school players. All right, two takes. You want to start us off, Joe? Yeah, I'm going to jump right into Simeon. Uh, it is a dice one of the most dissected teams and programs every year. It seems, you know, I whether they're ranked too high or ranked too low or out of the rankings or, uh, you know, we're, we, we praise them too much or don't talk about them enough. It, it is just a program based on really their success and the talent that's gone through there. And I think at least I've, you know, I've watched them, I don't know, five times, uh, six times maybe. I, I just was really confused. I even told Rob Smith this um, when we were talking – before the game on Saturday, like, I don't even know who you should play, Rob. I don't even know who should be out there because every game is kind of different. And from week to week or month to month, it's kind of changed here and there with who's impacting. But man, and Mike did not, as he just said, did not see the game against Notre Dame. But I mean, there was no comparison in the Simeon I saw on Saturday against Notre Dame in comparison to the four or five times I saw them previously. And we've talked about their youth. We've talked about how, you know, and Rob Smith has talked about it too, about coming together and coming along and kind of piecing it together as the season wears on. And I just, you know, I I just see Jeremiah Williams more comfortable. I see him being acclimated to not only the public league, but also – the surroundings there, Simeon and his and the personnel around him. He played terrific. He's been playing very good. Uh, hit the game winner to beat Morgan Park, and then scored 21 on Saturday, impacting the game in multiple ways. But then, kind of two no namers in the grand scheme of things, who have been playing pretty well, and, and did it again. And Dylan Ingram and Philip Holmes. You know, they offer size. Six seven homes, maybe six eight, and and Ingram's this skilled six five kid who's, and then you got all these guards that we we know about. We haven't even talked about Ahmad Bynum, so I, I just I was just so encouraged by their prospects going forward. I wouldn't say I'd done a one eighty because I hadn't completely given up on Simeon, but it, it was just such a different team playing against arguably. One of the five best, not arguably, they are, Notre Dame's probably one of the five best teams in Illinois. 3A, probably the 3A favorite. And Simeon took it to them. You know, they, they were a step faster, uh, loose balls, all that stuff. They, they 
they played with a ton of energy. Simeon usually does play hard and, and plays with energy, but they just seemed like they truly, really wanted to make a statement, and they did. So Simeon vaulted back up Mike's rankings, and they have really risen in terms of their potential this March in my eyes. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm less enthusiastic still. I, I didn't see the Notre Dame game, but I saw the first half they played against Curie. They were spectacular. It might have been one of the best halves I've seen from any team this season. They were that good. They were up, what, 18 on Curie, um, just playing. And then they just died again. And I just I feel like they're just not consistent. And I feel like we're going to see games like Notre Dame, and then we're going to see letdowns with them. For whatever reason, I'm worried that's just who they are this year. They're up and down, which, I mean, they if they put it together at the end, maybe. But I'm just less confident, I think. Um, despite the Notre Dame win, uh, my take is I, on the public league. I'm gonna rant a little bit. Um, I didn't. We didn't talk about this ahead of time, Joe. But have you heard that the games aren't being played? Kerry Morgan Park and Or Young. Yeah, I told you Saturday. Okay. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Saturday was a long day. <laughs> I am. I find it for those who don't know, Curie and Morgan Park was rescheduled, was canceled for an alleged floor issue at Curie. Um, we'd heard other reasons, and now it's not going to be played at all, from what I understand. And neither is Or against Young. That would be Young at Or, which is basically the public league has managed to take two of the best games this season and wait until they became irrelevant. The games will not largely impact or impact at all really the standings and it won't impact where these teams get slotted into the city tournament so they're just not going to play them and the other thing is I mean these games are scheduled the conference games technically someone needs to take a loss you know there has to be someone had to forfeit but that won't really happen so then we're gonna have record issues and it's just to me it's just unbelievable and it's not something that would happen in any other conference that any other teams would get away with it's just really, really silly and unfortunate for basketball fans and for the kids. You know, they should be able to play those games. They only get one high school career. You know, yeah, maybe the coaches don't want to play these games, but it's just one chance that some of these young kids are going to have to play at or, you know, and the Morgan Park Curie kids. It's just, to me, it's really unfortunate that they're cheated out of what could be one of the biggest games of their high school career. You, uh, did, did you confirm it? No. I didn't feel like dealing with it. Yeah. Um, I guess if we can rant and say this and then they go play them, but I, I, I would compare it. I would just take very simple Big Ten, all right? They, let's say the week before the Big Ten tournament, there's a game that's very good, and it does not impact the seedings for the Big Ten tournament. And the Big Ten just says, okay, well, you guys don't have to play that one. Like you said, it, it would never happen in any other realm of, you know, basketball possibilities. So I just, I agree. I mean, I, the public league scheduling is a whole other topic, but the, the, and you've, you ranted about this before, I think in terms of the rescheduling of games and the, um, cancellation of games. And I, I just, you and the moving of games from, 
you know, December to, I, you, you, you have to come up with the schedule. I mean, they're, I know they're involved in, you know, travel and shootouts, the public league, but all those are set. You know, they're all set well in advance, definitely set before the season starts. And there's, and the public league also, the brain trust of the public league scheduling has to come up with a better plan in the off season of knowing who's who, uh, and, and understanding what type of schedule you're putting together because I've complained about in the past, you know, other years we've had the biggest games the first week in December, second week of December and poof, a lot of the buzz is taken out. Now we have some really good games at the end of the public league schedule and now they're canceled. I get that they're going to potentially play each other, but you don't even know that. Um, you know, you're, you're not certain of what it, how the publicly playoffs are going to play out, you know? So yeah, I, I, I don't see any, uh, there's no, I guess there's no excuse to not play it, you know? So yeah, it's, I, it's I, I, I hope they do. Um, which would mean this take and rant was unnecessary, but uh, we'll see. My second take just on the, uh, the improvement. And this, this kind of jumped out at me while watching, what transpired the Science Collide shootout on Saturday at Glenbard East, the the junior class and what has kind of happened over the course of this year, and it's very encouraging. I you know it's it's a much better class than the senior class, I and mean, I'm talking prospects and players as a whole, and it, it's better. It's better than the the senior class right now. It looks to be better than the sophomore class, though the sophomore class keeps kind of adding a guy here or there. But what what I'm encouraged about is the improvement in so many players over the course of watching them this this season. You know, a lot of kids that you see and you and you start believing in and hyping up a little bit and projecting, they can stagnate during their junior year, and you become a little less excited because they're becoming more of a a player than just a prospect when you see him young in their career. And to their credit, so many of them are, are you know, continuing to progress. And I, I, I saw such a huge impact of that junior class in every game that we watched on Saturday. You know, you, you, and, you know, a lot of those teams were just junior dominated. But, I mean, we, and, and we had, you know, Max Christie and Bryce Hopkins, yes, they're the top two kids in the class that really kind of, pumps that class up when you got Christie, who's a top 20 consensus top 20 player price is a Hopkins is a consensus top 70 top 60 player who keeps moving up I would anticipate him end up being in a consensus top 50 at the end of the day so I mean you got those two to kind of set the tone but then you know you you know Louis Lesman Anthony Sales and Troy D'Amico they've all progressed in their own way over the course of their junior year at Notre Dame and they're all mid-major or higher uh, and, and that's great to see. We've seen, you know, Isaiah Barnes show some flashes at Oak Park. We've seen guys that have kind of broken through. Ben Schweiger's of the world at Wabansi Valley. Tyler Johnson at DePaul Prep. Uh, Jacoby Eady at Hillcrest. Uh, you know, Tevin Smith has come back from Danville. We've seen him you know, come back from from injury. So I, I just am just really encouraged. And, and, and the Evanston – you know, duo with Jalen Gibson and Blake Peters, they were just fantastic 
on Saturday in that game against Bloom. Uh, so other guys we talked about, Ishmael Habib at Lincoln Park. So the, the list goes on and on of guys that not only are, are continuing to make their, their their presence felt, but more in my eyes, they've continued to improve as players. And that bodes well for their off season that's coming up in the spring and the summer when the evaluations, you know, kick into another gear with college coaches. So it's just a really positive part of this season is seeing that that natural progression continue among the players in the class of 2021. Yeah, it's exciting. It's great to see. It was great to see Hopkins and Christie, you know, both put in 30 points and, you know, just play spectacular games in the showcase. You know, neither one of them wilted. Uh, it, it's definitely going to be fun next year. I'm really looking forward to, to watching and see how all those kids advance. Uh, my second take is on the CPS tournament, Public League playoffs. We'll get into that a little bit more, but I just wanted to highlight, because I don't know if we'll really be talking about these games when we look at that uh, schedule, but I think it, it it could be... I don't ever remember looking at the bracket and seeing so many white teams that I thought could beat red teams in the first round. I put together four games where I think not only is it possible, but it could be likely. Um, Schurz over Brooks which might not even be an upset, frankly. Uh, Phillips at Lane, which should be close in a great game, could go either way. Crane at North Lawndale. Uh, Crane's a team that's already knocked off Orr, uh, beat Boylan. And then Clark at Kenwood should be a spectacular game. You know, Clark just beat Niles North on Sunday over the weekend. Kenwood's a solid team, but can be up and down. And I don't ever remember in the past seeing four white teams that I thought might be able to go on the road into a super conference team's gym and beat them. And I'm starting to wonder why. I've been thinking a lot about the white, because I've been a lot of the white division games. And, you know... It's high-level basketball, and I think the coaches are doing a good job of scheduling, getting around out somewhere. They're a little bit more battle-tested than previous white division teams, especially before the Super Conference. They kind of stayed in the city. It was kind of a more insular thing. So I think these teams are getting out and doing more. We've got some really great coaches down there, you know, like Terry Head, who's been around. So it's a, it's an exciting thing for me to see that second tier of city basketball come up strong. And, boy, if they could pull off those four wins in the first round, it would be a real statement. And we'll see if Michael O'Brien buys stock in a white team in a few minutes. <laughs> white division. <laughs> well, yes. white, People yes. are going to click these things. Yes. It sounds so bad. Not, yeah. not quite the white team I was mentioning, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a white division team. Yeah. Uh, which leads us into our stock report. Our, uh, our no shot clock stock report, which I, I have to make clarification, Mike, with listeners. Every year it happens. I remember I first did this. I wrote this. I did a story this five, six years ago. Did a massive stock report. I just got hammered uh, by by fans on Twitter and, and comments about uh, no respect. How can you hate this team? And uh, you're nuts. You don't know anything about basketball. And <laughs> that's bound to happen again. But understand, listeners. What this is, what this is, this is about. Uh, Mike and I, in the past, have done a boatload of teams, and we just bought stock, stock in them, or or held them, or or sold them. And this one, we just kind of narrowed it down to what we're buying and selling. We examined all our teams, you know, all our top teams, and we kind of assessed their value. We we, we base it on their record and their rankings and where they're at right now. 
uh, of our own personal evaluations and, and really their buzz, you know, who's, who's talking about them and, uh, where they at right now in, in the, in, in the middle of the season. Then we project forward to kind of figure out will their stock further rise and, or will it fall? And we assign a stock rating or buy or sell to these teams. And it's based on that. So it's not, I don't think this team is bad or, well, I'll explain why I'm buying or selling, but it's not a cut and dry. We think they're bad. We think they're good. That's why we're selling, but we're buying stock. So hope that, you know, explains a little bit and we'll get right into it. Mike, do you want to, well, let's talk our stock, the ones we're going to sell first. Start off with the negatives. All right. Let's get the negative out of the way. Okay. (laughs) And then people can get all fired up and hate on us and then we'll end on a positive note and talk about you know some of the stock we're buying to kind of wrap this up so my first stock i'm selling though all right is curie (laughs) the number one team i just their stock is so high i i just like one i don't think i can afford it uh and i Yes, they are a state title contender, Curie fans. I can seriously see them winning a state title. But I could also, I can seriously regret selling the stock right now. But that road to Peoria, with it being the only value I can get back, really, is that they basically get to Peoria, I got to sell now. I, I was looking at it again today. I was looking at your rankings Eight of the top 13 teams in Mike's Super 25 all feed through <laughs> that super sectional. For Curie to get through that as a number one team, I can't do it. So because Curie's stock is so high right now, I have to sell because of what I see ahead of them and the potential to fall in a sectional game. Out on the Condors. Um, I'm going to go with my first one. I'm going to start with an unranked team, which might seem weird. It's Niles North. They've been in the rankings most of the year. They're 19-4. and four. They have, like, the well, the best unsigned seniors, so they get a lot of talk because of a Quan Smart out there. And I, you know, they're not going to be worth a ton, this stock. Well, that's not true. It, it's a mid-level stock, you'd say, because they've been – Ranked all season long, basically. Since yeah, it just recently, recently fell. Just this week, it, it fell a bit. But I'm going to continue to fall. I think it's going to continue to fall. It's just, I worry about the schedule they've played. It just, I mean, if you look at, they go in and they lose to Clark. And I was looking at the games that they played before the Clark win. They beat Mather, Main West, Fenger, Lakeview, Rowe Clark, Deerfield, Highland Park. It's just not enough to get this team battle-tested. You know, the game before that was Evanston, and they only lost by eight, showing, you know, how good they could be. And they're going to play Evanston again at the end of the season, but now in between, it's Main East, Vernon Hills, Taft, Highland Park, and Schurz. I just don't think that is going to get them battle-tested and ready to make any kind of playoff run. It, it concerns me, even though they did beat my Joliet West team and looked spectacular doing it. I just have some concerns. I would... That's not one of the ones I'm selling, but if I had some more to sell, I probably would join you in that sell-off. Uh, my next one, Marion Catholic. 
I like Mary Catholic. I loved them going into the season. Um, I, I kind of went this route because of all those South Suburban teams. You know, they're kind of all, you know, it's, we kind of got a little bit of a pecking order right now. And obviously Thornton is undefeated and at the top. But after that, you got Bloom and Mary Catholic and HF and Hillcrest and, you know, whatever. I, I, I Mary Catholic is the one in that, quagmire of a of a 4a bracket that i just can't find myself to trust right now uh they're still you know they're still got some value I and mean, they're still uh highly ranked they're 11 in your current rankings i think a lot of people are still extremely high in them and and, and again i i like american catholic but i just think right now their value to me is one where I would need to sell based on what I have seen. We talk a little bit about inconsistency. Yeah. You know, they got drilled by Wabansi Valley. Uh, they lost to Bolingbrook recently. Uh, they, they've lost, you know, the, the, all these are good losses to Paul Prep, Notre Dame, Bloom. But you're going to have to string together th- at least three high quality wins in March in that sectional just to get to a super. So you're gonna have to win a tough regional game. You're gonna have to win two, you know, sectional games uh, that are just at a extremely high level, and I, they have not shown right now. I, and I like teams that can really shoot and score. Uh, I think they do have their challenges shooting the basketball with some inconsistency. So, although I've always praised Mary Catholic and and the, and the job Mike Taylor's done right now, I've got to sell uh, Mary Catholic. Yeah, I think that's understandable. Uh, I'd put them kind of in, for me, the same boat a little bit with Simeon, where seeing them be great, seeing them not be so great. Aaron Euless has to do so much for them to win. You know, and we saw him do it against Morgan Park, you know, and he looked spectacular. But yeah, I can understand that one. And my next one is similar. I think it's more expensive. It's a more expensive stock, though. Uh, Homewood Flossmore. Little higher ranked, they're number eight. They're seventeen and two. I mean, that's a record considering the schedule they've played. You look at you know a great resume. I just worry still a little bit about the backcourt. You know, Josiah Palmer came on and played well this season, but I'm just not sure it's going to be good enough to make a deep run in that Bloom sectional. And R.J. Ogum, like Aaron Euless, has to score so much. You know, I, I think for them to really play at a high level, that HF worries me at this point. So I'd be selling their stock. Yeah, I, I, they rely heavily on that three-pointer. Multiple players. So, yeah, I, I – well, they've had a great season. But, yeah, you're right. Their, their stock is extremely high right now, and, and which leads me to one I think you're going to be surprised I'm selling. <laughs> the only undefeated team left. Uh, Thornton. And, and part of the reason I'm selling a mic is I think they're going to lose on Tuesday nights. <laughs> and I, and I, I just think they are, I like, I, I've seen Thornton. I've only seen Thornton one time and you know, I, I think they're a team that people have not given the credit that they probably deserve up to this point for being 21 and Oh, and rank number two. And now I'm kind of piling on that with, with, with stock selling. Uh, I just think, Tomorrow they play Bloom. When people are listening to this, you know they'll they'll hear this. But they're playing that tomorrow night or tonight when they're listening to this. But I, I just can't 
you know, I, I think Donovan Newby, and I'm not making excuses for Bloom, like kind of am, is, is so important to them. He showed that the other night, uh, how important such a key player he is for Bloom. You know, everybody talks about Martise Mitchell and Keyshawn Williams being, you know, the high-rated prospects. But really, Newby, Dante Maddox, and Christian Shoemate have kind of been the, the trio that's led Bloom. And you take one of those guys out, that's a huge loss. He did not play that first Thornton game that was in Harvey. Now they go to Chicago Heights. I'll be very surprised if Thornton is still unbeaten after Tuesday night. So, again, Thornton's 21-0, has a pretty tough road ahead of him, starting with the Bloom game. And I just – you, I mean, Thornton would have to get to Peoria and bring home a state trophy at this point to get any money back in your stock. So I don't – I don't – pick Thornton to reach Peoria I just don't and for that reason despite this unbelievable start to their season and how enjoyable they are to watch because of how hard they play and that chemistry uh, and overcoming their lack of I guess division one talent which a lot of these you know teams have I gotta sell a Thornton stock right now whew yeah, I wouldn't be selling my Thorn. I don't know if they'll win at Bloom. That's tough. It's tough for anybody to win at Bloom. That's a great team, but I, I'm still pretty encouraged by the old Wildcats. Their uh, margin of victory, if you look at that, in some of the biggest games they've played, is shocking to me. Um, double digits, you know, over teams like HF and Bolingbrook and stuff. But anyway. But, but do you think they've been at, anywhere near tested as much as all these other teams? Now I feel better about it. They've got four wins over ranked teams, which is more than Bogan and just one less than Evanston and Bloom. So I think, you know, they're, they're second. The non-ranked teams they've played aren't quite as strong, I think, as some of these others. But they've proven I, – I needed that win at Kankakee. You know, I just needed to see them get a big one on the road because they've proven it at home. So, yeah, I think their resume now stacks up pretty well. Um I guess I just don't see a team they've beaten that I didn't think they could beat other than Bloom, which, as I mentioned, didn't have Newbie. Yeah, uh, and, you know, I was the first one to start to not give them enough credit for that Bloom win because it was a weird game. And even that Keyshawn Williams wasn't – it was just not great. So who knows? They'll come out Tuesday. But either way, I do do like their chances going forward. My uh, team I'm going to sell next puzzles me a little bit. I don't know why I'm selling them, but I just feel like it's Bogan. They're 19 and two. They won Proviso West. They're number six. It's, this is a super. This is a blue chip stock here. They actually just dropped in my rankings. They were much higher, but I, I just you know I looked at it and they've only beaten three teams that have been ranked this season: Morgan Park and Simeon and Corliss, who I believe Cor- Corliss was ranked for an eye blink in there. And so I just wonder if the stock's overpriced at this point. You know, they won a weak Proviso West tournament. And I do like the team. I think they've got a nice chance in 3A, but at this point I just think it's just way – the stock's way too high, way too elevated, and I think I'm going to sell. Next one, Lincoln Park. No coach, uncertainty. I don't know when he's coming back. But my biggest thing right now, as much as I like what Lincoln Park has done, not only this year but in previous years during the regular season, they always kind of rise up and take out a big boy and – climb their way up the rankings and they have not had March has been a little problematic for Lincoln Park 
they just have not fared very well. Last year, I think they were upset. Uh, was it Riverside Brookfield in the regional? Uh, so I, I just, you know, right now they are top 10 in the rankings or 19 and three, and they've rattled off a bunch of wins here without their coach. And despite me really being, you know, I don't want to say surprised, but, you know, I guess I'm very impressed with what they've been able to do this year right now. I got to sell Lincoln park. Yeah, this is my biggest, probably our biggest disagreement on this. Lincoln Park is a buy for me. I think if you slap, if you take their jerseys off, put Simeon jerseys on them, they might be the number one or number two team. They've only lost to one team in Illinois, Whitney Young, by six points, who, you know, could be, I think basically, I think they're public league royalty this year. I think they're the first or second best team, second or, th- I think they're top three in the city. I love, you know, the ske- the schedule they've played. I love Ramel Howard, the way he has you, just You love on. the schedule they've played? Yeah, yeah, I think they've played some really tough games. Who? Well, the whole the Red Northwest. And uh, the, the game against Joliet West was incredible. Um, you know, they played some decent so out-of-state teams. North, North Lawndale and Farragut and those teams? Oh, yeah. Huh. Or Young I who, mean, the, the Kenwood. I think Kenwood's pretty good. They, they, they watched that game. They they, they be, snaked they, it out by one. None, I think none of them have been ranked. Who? All the teams we're talking about. Or North Lawndale have been ranked. Well, they shouldn't have been. Or got pretty high at one point. Um, they were like up to like twelve or thirteen. I just I don't like their schedule. That's why I just, you said that and jumped out at me. Oh yeah. Well, no, I, I think this team. I mean, Ramel Howard, it was unbelievable against Julia West. Completely unstoppable. One of the best big man performances I've seen this year. And Ishmael Habib, wow. I mean, he, he's been absolutely amazing on this 30-point run. Julio Montes has been a little cold in the games I've seen. Um, but they've still got him there. And considering they haven't had their coach and have won seven in a row um, without him, now that is a problem going forward, how that could go. But, yeah, I'm, a, I'm huge on Lincoln Park. I think this is a team that has a chance to win the city. Well, you got to give me another sell <laughs> because I just gave you my sell. So uh, you... I got two more, don't I? Um, yeah, so let's go into our next disagreement, I think, here, most likely. Uh, mine is number nine, DePaul Prep. Yep. I, I wouldn't say I'm I'm huge – I actually like their chances in a lot of ways. I just number nine seems real high. I feel like, you know, they haven't lost in such a while that they've kind of risen up maybe a little higher than they should be. So I think right now it's just overpriced. I'm not like massively negative. I'm not really negative on them at all. I just think they've gotten up a little too high in the rankings and there hasn't been much I could do about it. <laughs> so I'm going to sell. Yeah, I, I, I like DePaul prep. I... I... Uh, you know, I, I think I, I love teams with good guards. I love teams that defend. So they've got that combination going for them. And I think they really defend. Uh, T.Y. Johnson, um, you know, I, I think they, even though they've lost key players from last year, uh, being in that program, the expectations have been raised, as well as that experience of last year with what they've been able to do. And I like their road and, you know, I, I think they're one, one win away in, in March from 
returning to Peoria. So I, I just think that's a team that I, I, I like to ride because of the, the things I just mentioned, that defense and that guard play. You know, their, their losses, you know, they lost a close one to Notre Dame. They lost a overtime game to HF, and those are the only losses they've got all season. You know, their their wins are they, they could use a few more big wins. Uh, they got a couple opportunities coming up pretty soon, but you know, Niles North's a nice win. Marion Catholic's a nice win. Uh, both teams have been ranked, and you know, they've beaten Rita and uh, St. Lawrence with Richards. Westinghouse, I just they're they're just missing a few more of those high level wins, uh, but I I just think they're upside. They're young. They're getting better. A uh, month from now, I think they're going to be better than they are right now. And I just like that their chances in three A. Yeah, and Brian Matthews had a huge game this week. Um, yeah, which was really encouraging. Yeah, I yeah, it's just if they were number fifteen or number fourteen, I wouldn't be selling them. But maybe this is my own displeasure with my rankings too. You know, it's just they haven't lost. I don't think this year in 2020. That was Christmas. Yeah, yeah. They play. I think they play Bennett this weekend on the road, which you know, obviously, it's always going to be tricky. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just uh, I, I I like them, you know, and 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 to be honest. I didn't think when the season started, even though they were ranked and I ranked them, I didn't think I would like them as much as mm-hmm. I do right now, you know, two months ago. I definitely, yeah, even though I'm selling, I definitely like them more than I did in the preseason, for yeah. sure. Um, they've come around. My, uh, wait, that was mine. You're up. Uh, I'm, yeah, because I sold you. <laughs> I'm getting confused by us doing it that way. Right, right, right. So now we got a few of our buys already taken care of but uh our our list will be shorter uh i I, i've literally got two or three teams listed that i want to sell and i've sold too many good teams so i'm gonna eliminate the one team i was gonna sell i'm gonna go oak forest oak forest uh 18 and one one of the really good stories I, 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 I love when we have new blood. Mike and I, I think we both love when uh, a community gets to rally around a new team that's not been in the basketball rankings and, and been in podcasts and written about. And Oak Forest has been, and deservedly so. They're 18-1. and one. I just can't see their I, – I just don't know how their stock could get any better. You know, I, 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 I like Oak Forest. I've seen them a couple times. I, I think they've – got some great potential to pull off an upset maybe in the postseason. But I, I just don't know if they, are, A, have been tested enough uh, with the schedule they've played. And, B, I don't know. I mean, their their first step is to win a regional. So I guess you'd get your money back if, if they go do that. Uh, but I just don't see them doing a whole lot more than that. Uh, come sectional time. So them being ranked as high as they are, they've climbed in the top 20 at number 18. They're 18 and one. Uh, I just, and I, and I like their team. I just don't see uh, that team with their depth they have and, and, and the road they have advancing beyond that sectional round. Yeah. I, I was at that Oak Lawn romp, you know, where they dominated them and that gave me some, I, I do really like the team, but the schedule just, yeah, the thing you said about, they just have not been tested enough. 
and, and, and it's a team I've, I I pre I had them in my preseason top twenty five. You know, I, that's I really believed in them, but I just they're one of those teams I I had in my preseason top twenty five, and I think they checked in at twenty three or twenty four. That I just kind of always believed they had a ceiling, uh, but their ceiling gets them everything that they've never had in recent years. You know what I mean? This ranking, this this glittery record, a regional title which they haven't had. I just I'm just not sure what they are capable of doing in the postseason and and, and to get my money back and, and more so with their stock rising, it's just going to be tough for me to tough tough to see happening. You know, looking at that sectional now, there is something in their favor. The other good teams are also hosting regionals, two of them. So the regional hosts are Oak Forest, Kankakee, Hillcrest, and Ag Science. So that means they won't have to beat Hillcrest or Kankakee. Morgan yeah, Park. Yeah, I mean they're gonna be a top four seed. Yeah. Morgan Park will probably go over to Egg Science. So yeah, I think their chances are a little better than I expected considering the teams in that since they get separated a bit. From I just think they have a hard time. Those beating any of those teams in a sectional, like back-to-back games in a sectional, and, and to get out of a sectional, I, I just... Yeah, and they were close. That game with Richards was close Yeah, um, that they played, so that's going to be... I'm going to go see them on Friday. Uh, looking forward to AJ Casey versus Robbie Avila. Well, it'll be interesting to see. You know, I'm breaking this down too much, but if they ended up as a four seed and Richards was a five and a yeah. rematch, I mean... I could go it, anyway, yeah. You look at all right. Uh, my last one to sell, number twenty, Bolingbrook. They've been in and out of the rankings like mad this season. It feels kind of ridiculous that I keep putting them in and out, but you know it's just because things have been up and down. And I, I just Darius Burford's been a monster this season. I just think again they need him to do an awful lot, and I, in, they're just not consistent enough for me. And I think it's a bit overpriced now since they're all the way up to number twenty. I, I just don't – I don't know if this is the Rob Bros team that's really going to get too far in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I see that team doing what I kind of expected because of all the new faces. This is not his most talented team. I mean, they've had they've had some loaded teams now, and, and this is not a loaded team. Uh, so, yeah, I could – you know, and it wouldn't shock me, though, if they won the sectional. It's not – you know, the – despite your mighty Juliet West boys, which I think would be the number one seed right now, and they could very well win it. There's not a whole lot of depth in that sectional, man. So um, we jump into our stocks we are going to buy, which we've already discussed. I'm buying DePaul Prep, and Mike, you bought Lincoln oh, Park. Lincoln Park. So we've got one each knocked down. Um, I... I this is going to be my highest stock that I'm buying, and, and I'm going to need them to get to Peoria to, to get there. And I doubled down, so I bought DePaul Prep stock, and I bought Notre Dame stock. One of them's getting to Peoria, <laughs> so I really believe that. So I, I went Notre Dame. They're, I, I don't want to jinx Kevin Clancy's Dons, but they are going to – I believe walk through their their uh, sectional up at Gray's Lake North, uh, and then play what would 
you anticipate a super sectional matchup against DePaul Prep. So I feel good, Mike, of getting my money back here. So Notre Dame, I think they're the best team I've seen in 3A this year. They've beaten Bogan. They've beaten Morgan Park. Uh, they just got a trio of players that all three of them on a given night are capable of carrying a team. And that's hard to find in high school basketball. And they're sectional, extremely winnable. I mean, they're just probably the most dominant team in any sectional. Um, So I'm I'm going Notre Dame and and putting a lot of money on my stock in Notre Dame and, and getting to Peoria. Yeah, solid. But I mean, look at the schedule they've played. They've beaten six ranked teams. Only Curie has beaten more with seven. I mean, that that's rock solid. It's a bunch of juniors. So yeah, that's an easy buy right there. Mine, my most, the, the buy I'm most into is it might strike some people as strange, but it's Leo. This stock, I'm getting it super cheap. They're 11 and 10, barely over 500, have not been ranked all year. But I think the return I can get on this, right now they're tied for first in their conference. If I just get a conference winner at this low price, that's probably pretty good. But the real the real hidden value here, Leo's a class 1A team this season. And I haven't seen a ton of 1A basketball, I'm not going to lie. But any team that can beat Fenwick at Fenwick has beaten Hyde Park. I think they lost to Loyola by like 9 or 10. Um... I think that's a team that can win Class 1A quite clearly. Kendall Anderson is going to be a monster for anyone in Class 1A to deal with. This team still is going to play Nequa, Hillcrest, and Bolingbrook, you know, get even more battle-tested. Uh, and it's a team that two of their losses came early without Kendall Anderson. Before he was there, they were integrating some transfers. Terrence Ford, who's their, their best guard. I absolutely love the return I can get from a barely 500 team going to Peoria. That's some sneaky stock, some some a sleeper stock right there. Nicely done. Uh, this one is um, a weird one for me because it's actually a team that has not played at as high of a level as I thought they were, and yeah, I'm still buying stock in them. I'm buying Stevenson. Even though I have some concerns, I don't think they have a whole lot of depth. But I love the fact they have the postseason experience from last year. I love that they've been through last year's run, you know, all the way to the super sectional. And I love the road they have in their sectional. I, I just, I'm not saying they own Mundelein, but I, 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 I think Mundelein's going to always have a little tough time with Stevenson. And uh, that means all I need really is one big win in the super sectional. To get to Peoria. Yes, they're ranked pretty high. They're ranked 15th. But not a lot of people are talking about them. They've kind of been they're laying in the weeds a little bit now. That one big win in the super sectional, you know, and they could get to Peoria, and I really get my money and then some back in my account with with that run right there. And I just, you know, they've got some some things that you need in March uh, to advance including one heck of a coach. And I, I just like Stevenson's chances in that sectional to get me to that super where I'm one win away from getting my a whole lot of money back. Our stocks are dueling here because I'm going with Mundelein. Oh. I, I feel like their stock has well, – they dropped like a rock in the rankings just for 
even though they didn't lose this week, just because the way things worked out and their resume, they dropped all the way to 24. So that's the most, this, it's the cheapest Mundelein stock has been all year. And yeah, they've lost their last two big games, <laughs> Clembrick South and Stevenson. So I feel like I'm getting a really, really good price and I like it. I like their juniors. They're going to get better. That Stevenson game, you know, they got down so big and it was kind of the same thing that happened in Glenbrook South. They raged back a little bit. You know, I just feel something about this Mundelein team that I think they could knock off Stevenson in that sectional. And as you said, I mean, Zion Benton, we can't overlook them in that sectional. You know, this is a team that's beaten Evanston. Um, so they're going to be a player there too, but I'm going to put my money on Mundelein just because the stock's so much cheaper than Stevenson's. Yeah, it is cheaper. I just don't, I, I think they're kind of in that position of, it's clear clear to me, you know, the seniors versus juniors. You know, yeah. Mundelein is a year away, I think. You know, you mentioned the two losses. They also played Collinsville. They did lose to them too. So it's like three three really – their highest profile games, they've lost they all lost. three. Yeah. So uh, I, I, I changed one of my stocks, Mike, on the fly here based on your Leo pick. Mm. You're trying to get a value stock, huh? Yes. <laughs> a lot of value. Yeah. And it could flame out, but it's so cheap. Over the years, this is the cheapest it's been probably in 10 years. I'm going to take Bennett. Just because Uh, I could get Bennett dirt cheap down to 3A, even though they sure would be better in 4A because they'd be in that awful sectional at Addison Trail. But if they stayed 4A. They are 3A now, and it's not going to be easy at all. Because the 3A sectional they play in uh, is, you know, for 3As, is pretty darn good. They, they'll have to beat Bogan, which would be one of the most intriguing matchups to me. Bogan, Bennett, at Hinsdale South sectional. But I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, you you sold Bogan. Uh, I, I didn't, don't, don't disagree with that. The style of if Bennett can handle their pressure. They, they're used to playing that type of games at Bennett. I bet I could pull an upset and win that sectional. I mean, that's that's going to be a big return. And we all know what Bennett is capable of doing. They've been – the other part of Bennett is they have never played with their entire team. They're starting to get healthy, uh, get back. They, they, they're always prepared because of that schedule. Now, their schedule, again, is very tough. And, you know, they, they have not beaten the big boys – you know, they have not done that this year. Lost to Bloom and Joliet West down at Pontiac. They they, they dropped two to York. Uh, but again, they, they've the majority of those games, they've been without either one or two starters. Actually, all of those games. So they get healthy, play their style, their system, hide camp. I, uh, I'll take that stock right now just because it is dirt cheap with Bennett stock right now. Yeah, probably a smart move. And I, I liked what I saw from them this year. Even though they lost those games at Pontiac, I was encouraged. Um, they're a team that I can't put in the rankings because of resume right now, really. But if I had to maybe pick the 30 best teams I've seen this year, just flat out, Bennett might crack that list. So, yeah, that's a solid buy for sure. Uh, for me, I'm going to go another bargain one. They're getting talked about a little bit now, but it's Phillips. I'm buying a white division team. I think, you know, I already mentioned, I think they might be able to win a game in the city playoffs, which gets you a bit of a return for a white division team. They've already won their conference. They're 15 and four. But the key here, again, is the class. 
They're in class 2A. This is a team that has beaten Hyde Park. They're, they lost to TF North recently. That's not a great loss for them, but they played really close with Zion Benton. Lost that game by three. We've seen what Zion can do. The other losses are to Rock Island and to Riverton and Riverton. I'm getting a little taste probably. I'm guessing Riverton's 2A. <laughs> I don't know if you know, but uh, mm-hmm. that'd be my guess. But I, 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 they've just got – they have size, which is going to be a big deal in 2A. You know, it's a, They have a Northern Illinois football recruit, 6'4", 6'5", um, whose name is escaping me. It's Ronald uh, Pledger. Ronald Pledger gives them a lot of athleticism. And uh, the senior joiner is just – he's a monster. I mean, this kid can, is going to play college basketball somewhere. And I was really impressed in that Hyde Park win. Hyde Park was a little shorthanded, and it came down to overtime. But I think this is a team that can do some serious damage in 2A, and I'm going to be able to get them pretty cheap. I'm scouring the 2A brackets, trying to find this stock. Yes, Riverton is uh, 2A. 2A. Um, so my la- I, is this my last one? I have one more. So Yeah, okay, yeah. So... I, I decided that I was going to – I was bound and determined because I've been ripping this sectional road and pretty heavily here. The DeKalb Super Sectional, somebody's got to win it. <laughs> and Addison Trail Sectional is as down as any in, in the, the Carpenter – or the Dundee Crown Sectional is not a whole lot better. So I wanted to take a team from that sectional – or one of those two sectionals that I think can get hot and get to Peoria. Because there's only about one or two ranked teams. I think there's one. Is that the only one? Yeah, one ranked team in both those sectionals. And I ended up buying their stock. Cary Grove. I, uh, you know, they're they're, they're going to have to get through a sectional, the St. Charles's of the world and DeKalb. Uh, I, I just, Bro Frericks, I love. They got some size. They've got a hot streak right now, or they haven't lost since getting beat by Wabansi Valley. You know, they they beat Buffalo Grove in this stretch. Um, well, they beat Glenbrook South in this stretch, and that kind of opened my eyes. Yeah. And that's why you know they're 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 ranked. They're twenty one and they're twenty and two. But somebody's got to win that thing, and I think they're the most talented team. So, in that sectional, and then you get to feed into DeKalb and play the Addison Trail sectional, which would be, I don't know, Lake Park or Glenbard West or Wheaton. I mean, I don't know who's going to win that. Lake so, Park's hit the crap. Lately. Yeah, uh, yeah. Hinsdale Central, maybe, the way they're playing. Yeah, so... <laughs> I like Kerry Girls Road. I like their their dynamic uh, personnel. They have the best personnel as far as you know one two punch. So I'm gonna. I, I was gonna take St. Charles North, but they've struggled. Yeah. Uh, you know, I really thought they were going to be my team when I was looking this wide open super sectional road, and, and they got a again. They everybody's got a month here to kind of figure some things out. Because so St. Charles North still has some time. St. Charles East has kind of gotten a little hot here. But, yeah, I bought Kerry Grove. Yeah, I feel like that – it's a great buy because, yeah, you have to love that road. I, I feel like there's a lot to figure out still in this oh, yeah. sectional complex. You know what I mean? 100%. It's, 100%. And there's a lot of unknown. Yeah, it, 
it's strange. I need to see DeKalb to get a better idea. Maybe this week I'll get out there eventually. But uh, my last one, you know, I bought a lot of affordable stocks. Mundelein, Leo, and Phillips didn't didn't break the bank. Spent a little bit of money on Lincoln Park, but I have a lot of money left to spend, and I'm spending it all on the super expensive Evanston stock. I don't care how much it costs. It's like a uh, Google or a uh, Facebook stock or whatever. I just want it, and I want to sit back and watch it make all the money. I'm all in. Uh, Anybody who saw that game, eh, several of Evanston's games this season, came away, I'm sure, super impressed. They actually fell uh, one spot in the rankings down to number three because they picked up that Zion Benton loss, and Thornton's still undefeated, so I moved him. But you you just, I, I absolutely love watching this team play. It's so much fun. I want to have stock in them. And, yeah, they're going to have to win the state title <laughs> for me to get any return. But I, I don't care. I want Evanston stock. Yeah, I, I mean, my only concern with them, and they kind of defy that a little bit with the win we just talked you just talked about, is their lack of size. You know, I, I, I saw the very first possession. Bloom did a great job. Did a, I think it was a little high-low, I think, with Martise Mitchell and, and Christian Shoemate and Shoemate. Scored easily against, and it was two nothing. I'm like, okay, now they, they didn't do that much of that the rest of the way. But the only thing I, and again, this is nitpicking, one of my favorite teams out there. Uh, but what could derail them is that that lack of size rebound. They've really gotten hurt on the boards in some games, and that's a concern. And I just, I. I love teams that can shoot and, and and they can score. And I just think that's – it's really hard to beat them when they're shooting in particular of Jalen Gibson. Uh, I just wrote about that today in my review of the of the event. When Jalen Gibson's shooting like that and you add that other another perimeter weapon, shooting weapon to the, what's already out there, that's, that's deadly because uh, they spread the floor on you. Space the floor. They can dribble, drive, get to the basket. Gibson can overpower defenders and mismatch problems for opposing teams because of his strength and bully way of playing. And then now he's, you know, he hit. I think he hit three threes in that game. So, I yeah, they they're they've been one of the most impressive teams all year long. And then you couple that with just kind of the fun style they play with. It's some fun stock to purchase. Yeah, and the uh, that Kyle Nelson, the new kid, or sorry, Kyle Wilson. Why do I keep calling him Kyle Nelson? I did that on the broadcast. Uh, he, a six six junior checks in, and I'm like, wait, <laughs> who's this guy? Now he yeah. didn't he didn't do a ton. Um, he didn't even get a rebound. Scored twice though. He had four points. I, I was talking to Mike Ellis after the game. I asked him right away. He was uh, ineligible, so just became eligible this semester. So he's clearly you know gotta have to do a lot of work to catch up. But that could be a big, even, you know, just a big off the bench like he was in that game to come in for a little while could be really huge to them. In the long it run. could be, yeah. He, he originally started out at Lyle Academy and then uh, made the move to Evanston. So, yeah, he's he's a big body, and uh, and they are in desperate need of that. Yes. But every, every time I, I happened to watch Evanston play three times in the last week, um, and – three completely different types of games. And then another thing I've just written about, it's going to be interesting to see this week, Mike, with Evanston. You know, they play, played Zion Benton uh, and Bloom, and now they're going to go play Loyola and Glenbrook South. <laughs> so it's just this 
a 180 degree turn of, of how teams play. And if they, if they, let's just say this, if they go in and just not just win, but really kind of take care of Loyola and Glenbrook South pretty handily or, or, you know, to double digits or whatever it might be. I mean, that's gonna, now, now you're talking like dominant team and you, you, you're looking pretty good with that stock because now you're beating every t- different style of team and these are big games coming up for them. They'll shove Nutrier in there too, remember. Yeah, so I, I yeah, they, they've been such a, a fun team and, and what a run Evanston has had. And, and each time I watch them, they, they kind of add a new, you just mentioned Kyle Nelson, not Kyle Nelson. Kyle, oh, you're doing <laughs> it. <laughs> Kyle Wilson, yeah. Uh, Kyle Wilson. Kyle Nelson was a St. Charles East basketball player about seven or eight years ago. Anyway, uh, yeah, you know, Bost has kind of raised his level. They are just a well-balanced, well-oiled machine. I mean, and, we, we could be sitting here, or not sitting here, okay, maybe it'll be more than that, but there's a decent chance they win back-to-back state titles, in my mind. Jeez. I mean, yeah. I mean, right now, if you had to do preseason rankings next year, they're one or two. Yeah. You know, I mean, Notre Dame and Evanston, probably. And yeah. I, I I just think uh, the, the other thing to think about is just what they've already done the last yeah, few Yeah, they've already been there. To, it's, it, yeah, to me, it's, it's insane. Yeah. I mean, Blake Peters... You know, could be at state all four years of his career, easily. and and, yeah. and it's not overwhelming talent. It's not like they're running out mid majors and multiple guys. I mean, Lance Jones went, you know, Southern Illinois, yes, No Gel Eastern. I'm, I'm saying they're not running out like three, four mid majors and yeah. or, or riding a high major or you know, I, I just they've really got this unique thing going right now, and they're just clicking and. You know, I, I, I talked to Mike Ellis before the game about that loss to Zion Benton, and it, it was inevitable. They weren't going to run the table. They were going to lose to somebody. Maybe not in the fashion they lost to Zion Benton. I mean, they just got they got thrashed. I mean, they were they were down twenty quick, and um, never regrouped. But yeah, I, I you know they are a team that, like you said, <laughs> could win two state titles. All right. The week ahead, Joe. Yeah. Oh, the, uh, oh, the uh, oh, yeah. A little bit of housekeeping. We will not be around next week. We are going to miss the ep- our recording. Just can't make it. Sorry, I had some things going on. So there will be no episode next week. So we do wanted to we do want to hit on the city tournament quickly because that's going to start up um, a week from when you. Well, from what I understand, it's February fourth. It's going to start. So a week from. Tuesday, if you're listening to this on Tuesday, uh, the bracket is out. Uh, are, are there set dates? Yes. That, that aren't going to change. I'm a little, I've heard different things about the first day, if it's going to be the fourth or sixth. but the, the bracket I have says it's going to be Tuesday, February 4th for the first round. The second round is February 6th. The, uh, quarterfinals are February 11th. Then the 14th and 16th, right? Yes, and then yeah. Valentine's Day is the semis, and then Sunday the 16th at, like, 2 is the title game. Um, which Real quick, did you see one bracket much stronger than the other? I think it's pretty balanced. I originally thought 
Yeah, I didn't. That didn't strike I, me right away. I was looking now. And it did initially to me. I thought the Curie, Lincoln Park, Simeon, or Farragut, but after after seeing it, it's pretty. It's pretty balanced. We, we, yeah, that one is good. Yeah. 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 It's not. It, 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 I think it's better. I just. It's yeah. not as lopsided as I originally thought it was. Well, especially Clark got that win against Niles North, and they're in it. Kenwood has a cruddy record, but I think they're a pretty decent team. So, yeah, that's a pretty strong – you're right. It would be, what, Morgan Park, Farragut, Kenwood or Clark, Lincoln Park. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess one thing we should say, and it's, it feels strange. I, we briefly talked about this off the air, Joe and I, but it's not quite as exciting as previous years, you know, the best teams in the area right now, it doesn't seem like they're in the public league. Right. And I, you know, the, the high end public league is not our normal high end yeah. public league, you know, and, and, um, you know, a lot will develop over the, there might be a team that runs through this. You know, I, I mentioned Simeon, I know Simeon for some reason, gets hot and wins this thing or, uh, you know, young, we haven't talked about young at all tonight, today. And they have the best player, <laughs> but it has never seemed to me that this thing has always been a huge desire or necessity in young schedule. Yeah. So, Morgan Park just kind of seems like there's a lot of uncertainty. So yeah, I, it's it's wide open in my eyes. I I I, I think I mean I shouldn't say it's wide open. I think Curie is still clearly the team to beat, but I, I, I that that next wave after that is kind of up for grabs. Yeah, and Curie's road is pretty good. Um, yeah, they would good. not have to. I mean, or I, I think. Their story hasn't been written yet. They're gonna they're 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 getting better, but it's still like yeah. So the semi could be what Curie more Curie Lincoln Park and Young Bogan. We'll say if the favorites win, um, and I mean that's that's great, that's exciting, but it's not like some of the final fours we've had. Would you have all Curie Lincoln Park? Yeah, um, yeah. I think that Lincoln Park Simeon game would be a ton of fun in the quarters Simeon's on the other side oh I'm sorry yeah it's I, I my bracket is wrong they initially had it flipped so I'm sorry um yeah Lincoln Park would play Simeon, Simeon in the, in the quarterfinals okay. yeah where would that be well we haven't yeah. heard if the quarterfinals are going to be a neutral site or at one of the gyms so that would be Simeon at Lincoln Park yeah oh my goodness yes Sign me up for that. <laughs> oh, that, that would sounds, be that'd like, be fun. Yeah, that sounds pretty awesome. Hundred <laughs> uh, percent. Simeon in a small gym like that. I'm trying to think. Oh, well, clearly Morgan Park. That just feels different though because it's on ground level. <laughs> I was thinking of yeah. uh, an elevator. Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. So let's 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 do our quarter picks real quick. What what do you forecast? Okay. Um, so I'm we, gonna go. I'm gonna go young. Morgan Park in the quarters. In that bracket. Okay, yeah, At I'd agree. Bogan, Hyde Park in the other quarter. 
Okay, I definitely don't. I'll go Bogan, North Lawndale. Hyde Park, you know, they don't have Lamont Williams. The South yeah, North, North, North Lawndale has not been. They can't pull out the big win, but they've been close in them. And they could lose that first game to Crane, as I highlighted. So, yeah, that's definitely. Double-digit loss to RB yeah. last week. But Hyde um, Park doesn't have their second-best player. He's left the team, from what I hear. All right, you talk me into it. North Lawndale. So that's a problem. Um, Curior. Curior, let's see, Orr's Road. That You know what? Corliss? I, yeah, I think maybe. I, I think I like Orr's chances to maybe improve. That Corliss team's got something about him to me. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with Corliss, Curie Corliss. And I don't see anybody beating Lincoln Parker or Simeon. Before they get to the quarters, so no. Although Simeon Farragut second round game would be fun, um, but they don't have the horses, I don't think. Um, so yeah, I'd agree with all that. And Hyde Park, I mean, who knows? They could pull that off, especially if North Lawndale gets upset in that first round, which that could be a pretty hot, dangerous game. Crane North Lawndale, <laughs> that's gonna be wild. Any uh, sleepers you like besides for? I mean, you just talked me out of my one. Yeah. Hyde Park. Uh, looking for a. Cause I was I'm looking. I'm Hyde looking Park. for a second round upset. And I mean, Corliss would be the one that you already mentioned. At Weston House, just yeah. hasn't. Just has not. They've been battling injuries too. Devin Davis's ankles just have not been. Solid <laughs> this year. He's had problems with both of them. You know, missed some time in some games, so that could be that, that. That's an issue too. Curier pick. I'm gonna surprise you with mine. I think. I. After what I just said at the opening. <laughs> I'm gonna go. You know, I, I you're gonna pick Young. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of. I'm a little I'm bit taking Young. Yeah. I uh, I'm gonna ride DJ Stewart. I and the. Kind of the emergence, re-emergence of Tyler Beard. Uh, I'm, I'm picking Young. I'm picking Young over Curie in the in the um, final. I guess I'll pick Curie, but I could see that Young thing. I just I think you're right with what you said. It's too hard to win the city and then go win state, and I think we know what Young wants to do. <laughs> and it's uh... yeah. Not that, but that'll be interesting. Um, awful lot to talk about with that on the next podcast, I'm sure. But let's take a quick look at the week ahead. Um, Tuesday, you're most likely listening to this. We got Kerry Grove is at Huntley. We don't think that the Morgan Park, Curie, and Young Orr games are going to be played. Uh, Thornton is at Bloom, big one we've talked about. Romeoville at Oswego. Glenbard West is at. Naperville Central, I believe. I can't read my own handwriting. Glenbrook South at Prospect. Loyola Evanston, which Joe mentioned, and that's an excellent game. And Richards at Leo, which I think is a fun one, so I included it. And then things are pretty light um, Wednesday and Thursday. Wednesday, Nequa Valley does head up to DeKalb. Zion Benton's at Libertyville. We haven't talked about Libertyville this year, but they're a really solid team um, that's worth watching. I even thought about maybe some stock there. Brooks is at Schurz, which I just had to pick another game <laughs> and Oaklawn is at Lindblom, which is a strange one um, for Oaklawn to go into that public league gym on the South side uh, Thursday. There's not much Fremd at Schomburg was uh, kind of the highlight at game. Evanston at Glenbrook South. Why is that not on my, Oh, that's Friday. I thought, Oh wait, no. Yeah, you're right. Cause I'm covering it. 
<laughs> Why did I write that down Friday? Yeah, that's where I'll be Thursday. So that's going to be awesome. Dom Martinelli against the well-oiled Evanston machine. Yeah. That's going to be good. Yeah, that was okay. Uh, Friday, we talked about the Tinley Park Oak Forest showdown. Brother Rice is at DePaul. And Romeoville's at Joliet West. I Must be a bad Friday again, huh? It's not too good. That's not a loaded list. Saturday, we've got Marion, Catholic, and Bloom in a matinee. I think that's at 1 or 2 o'clock. And I have not looked uh, <clears throat> Bolingbrook Juliet West right as well, but I did not. Some weird starting time, some early starting times. I'm going through here, like On Saturday, yeah, yeah. Um, which I wonder why. Oak Park Evanston at six. Uh, DePaul at Bennett's at five. That's a fun game. So Saturday's better, much better than Friday, huh? Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that'll do it. I wonder if will we. So Joe doesn't think we'll be sitting here with. Oh, oh, oh! I was going to talk about it with an undefeated Thornton. We uh, we have another undefeated team, and I feel bad huh. that we have not given them their credit. I didn't do my due diligence all season. Uh, Indian Creek, twenty and zero in the Little Ten. You going to the Little Ten Conference tournament? I am. Yes. Uh, Somebody sent me the bracket on Twitter, and I've always heard all about it. You know, Jack Leeson always goes. I yeah, I really want to go check it out. I'm gonna try and maybe I gotta wait and see what these how these city dates go, but I'm gonna do my best to get there. Um, I went to one, 1980, <laughs> oh. seven, 88, late 80s. Is I it, hit a little ten tournament game. Is it always at Samanak? Uh, I don't know if it is it? now. I think it was rotated before. Okay. It's at Salmonock this year, I guess. But yeah, I don't that, know about it. It's kind of like the Madison Square Garden of the Little Ten. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. <laughs> I, had no, I, I had no idea. It's <laughs> uh, the Mecca. But yeah, so I will continue to mention Indian, that we, ha- we have another undefeated team. I, I don't think we should be... Um, and you know, and they're twenty and zero. This isn't like, oh, they happen to be you know, a 12 and 0 team not playing a full schedule. You know, they're playing their peers. You know what I mean? They're not some systems yeah. of the poor schedule. So good for them, Indian Creek. And I will find out more about you over the next few days. And uh, are, you, are you really considering going to a... Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Why wouldn't I? Oh, I don't know. I'm Well, you've never been to one. Yeah, there was no little, reason. Little undefeated. When you're undefeated in February, I get, I, I'll never forget when I went out to... um. Oh gosh, now I'm forgetting Seneca when they were 21 and 0 in February. I went out there to see them play Morris and they lost. <laughs> it was and it was an f- awesome game. Yeah, I feel like it's my responsibility to go see an undefeated team in February that I haven't covered all year, right? Yeah, enrollment. I looked it up. Over under on the enrollment. I'll give you 200 over under. Under. I tricked you. Over 208. Hey, I. I would have had absolutely no idea. And full disclosure, I had to Google Indian Creek to find out where it was. <laughs> it's was, in Shabana. Yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> I, didn't, I had no idea. Used to uh, be Shabana High School. Oh, really? Yeah. Joe, you are a, just a font of knowledge on the Little Ten. I, I like the Little Ten. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard so many good things about it. Jack Leeson brought me the program once. It's like awesome, the tournament program. All this history in it. When I was a kid, Newark was a, was a power in the 80s. Then history. (laughs) I'm ready. We'll have a full. I just really hope the dates don't match up with this. The only reason I wouldn't go is if it matches up directly with the city tournament. And I know it's pretty close. So that's my concern. Um, 
but nice little restaurant in Salmonac. <laughs> I will do my best. Oh, hey, hey. I'll, I'll get you there. <laughs> All right. That'll do it. So how about that, everybody? We had an awful lot of public league on this one, but we finish with the little 10. Fun podcast. You can't beat yep, that. Yep. Oh, so we'll be back in two weeks. Sorry. Why about didn't that. we buy stock? In the, Creek? I thought about it. They're on my list, but you know, I, I meant to email and find out some information. So I had some stuff to say and I did. We'll work on it. We'll work on it. We will get more information on undefeated Indian Creek and they'll be in the notebook regularly. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks.